from Decrypt Media. This is the Decrypt Daily, and my name is Matthew Deemer. Today on the show, the New York Stock Exchange and NFTs, the travel rule and exchanges, and we have lots of emails to read from you, the listeners. That's coming up on the Decrypt Daily. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Today is Wednesday, February 16th, 2022. Yesterday, we we're talking about Canada, truckers, bank accounts, crypto. What does it all mean? How do you feel about it? I asked you to write in, and you did. Here's what you said. Uh, my name is Saul Perez, and I just wanted to quickly comment over your podcast regarding the Canadian truckers. Basically, what, what I would like to say is that the Canadian government did what it thought it needed to do, get rid of the virus that they assumed was basically keeping its existence flowing outside of self-sustainment, uh, it was very much infringing on some sort of democratic right. This is my opinion. Thank you. Love the podcast. Zach wrote in and said, these truckers are absolute morons and I stand entirely in opposition to them. That said, this is some authoritarian overreach that you'll only see more of in the future. Governments don't like having their power subverted. If this or any other government applies this kind of pressure against right-wing agitators, they'll be damn sure to use it against the left too. Bill wrote in and said, well, this is a spicy topic, but I think the government is expected to keep the roads clear and highways open. If some protesters are detained and held temporarily, that's fine. But charging them with a crime or freezing their GoFundMe accounts is totally lame. Peace. Love the show. By the way, it's my favorite crypto podcast. Thanks, Bill. Roger wrote in. Hey, Matthew. A, how crypto is being associated with ultra-right-wing libertarianism. Crypto gets mixed up with this ideology at its own peril. Being associated with extremist ideology will stunt wider adoption. Jameson Lopp tweeted this morning, Attention liberals, Bitcoin is your best shot at preventing conservatives from abusing their power to stop your financial support of your activist organizations. He then tweeted, Attention conservatives, Bitcoin is your best shot at preventing liberals from abusing their power to stop your financial support of activist organizations. You see what he did there? Yonut, I hope I'm saying your name correctly, Yonut, he wrote in and said, Dear Matthew, please watch this debate and see how the Prime Minister avoids and deflects reasonable and factual questions. By the way, that link is in the show notes. The conservative party want to end vaccine mandates, not vaccines per se, but based on scientific data, 90% has been vaccinated. Time to end it. It appears that Justin Trudeau still has not decided what he wants to do, even though he hid away from it for two weeks. And currently systematically is trying to end the protest without further talks with the opposing party or with the truckers. At this moment, he's on standby and waiting for the media to promote violence reports, which would definitely happen in the hands of the locals because of the clash between the local force authorities and the truckers. Thus, the narrative is being paid in bad on the truckers. And he sent a quote from the truckers. The truckers said, in quote, we do not want to overthrow the government as the legacy media says. And finally, Mike wrote in and said, 
Regarding the Freedom Convoy in Canada, I think it's more of a matter of it's been two plus weeks and the government has finally said, okay, you made your point, now let's move on. Now, to be clear, this initially started as a legit trucker issue who, when they entered Canada, required a vaccine. There was some initial confusion because Trudeau's government went back and forth on the issue and lacked clarity. Yeah, the government really effed up. The awkward issue with the trucker's argument is even if Trudeau reversed his position, they would still have similar requirements entering back into the U.S. But sure, they're unhappy, so feel free to protest. It's protected under our Charter of Rights. The other problem is, when the convoy began gaining momentum, other groups started tagging along and using their cause to advance their own, such as the anti-vax, the anti-mask, the F. Trudeau, and then the movement was hijacked. When these groups actually began marching in Ottawa, we started to see Confederate flag, swastikas drawn on the Canadian flag, and those involved with white supremacy. Some of these guys are akin to U.S. insurrection, but we're Canadian, so we're nicer and we don't invade and destroy parliamentary buildings. Ooh, Mike, shots fired, bro. Why, why, you didn't need to go there. Anyway, overall, it's been nonviolent, but protesters have desecrated war memorials and has been using it as a toilet. Now let's go to the bigger concern around the Emergency Act being initiated. I'm not suggesting that I'm for it, but I want to make sure that listeners are clear. It's a temporary measure initially set for 30 days as a result of public order emergency, national security, war, etc. In Windsor, Ontario, protesters have been blocking bridges which block goods that are being shipped in and out of the country. In a sense, this is holding the country hostage. Goods and services are being jeopardized, harder to come by, and ultimately more expensive for Canadians. Of course, there's a risk for any unchecked government power, but this act does not give Trudeau's government carte blanche power. It gives banks authorization to block questionable and affiliated accounts. They can't just randomly tap into anyone's account just ones tied to the convoy. Personally, I think Trudeau's an idiot, and he's completely effed up a lot of things. And we've come to this point due to his embarrassing handling of this issue. But this protest is getting out of hand, and it needs to de-escalate. Canada is not trying to set a precedent and go after crypto. Let's not conflate these arguments. Mike from Toronto. Thank you, everyone, for writing in. If you guys want to hear more about this and hear more from listeners, listeners, please write in and tell me your opinions. Let's focus this on crypto. We're talking about the emergency authority, the emergency powers granted to Trudeau or Trudeau gives to the banks to stop funds, to stop uh, accounts, to seize accounts, to block accounts, to block transactions. And just now just came in that they're seeking ways to block 30 wallets of Bitcoin wallets or holding Bitcoins from transacting and providing funds to the convoy, to the truckers. Again, I'm not making any statements right now. I would like to just hear from you. So if you'd like to continue this conversation, please write me, Matthew Aaron at decrypt.co. Let me know your opinions about this. These are discussions that we need to have because if we do not talk about this, it might get to a place where we said, oh, we should have discussed this and figured out how to deal with this or what we think or what's the collective, I guess, sentiment around this. Again, Matthew Aaron at decrypt.co. And if you don't want me to talk about this anymore because it's enough in the media <laughs> and we're seeing it bombarded all over the place, don't write in. But if you do, I will read it. Now, let's get to those crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. And I'm recording this at 10.52 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have Bitcoin sitting at $43,673, down 1.3% in 24 Ethereum's at $3,072, down 1.5%. Tether's number three. Binance Coin is at $425, down 1.6%. And USDC is number five. Running off the top 10, we have XRP, Cardano, Solana, Avalanche, and Terra Luna. Avalanche is on a tear, by the way. It's up 5.5%. It's about to hit $100. Total market cap, we're at $1.96 trillion. A BTC dominance of 42.2% and an F dominance of 18.7%. And now it's time for Coin of the Day. Our coin of the day today is number 79, Theta Fuel, ticker T-F-U-E-L. 
price 2.2 cents up 6% in 24. Market cap is 1.17 billion. Fully diluted is 1.17 billion. 100% of Theta Fuel is in circulation. All-time high price is 68 cents. It's down 67% since then. Its all-time low is, well, a couple zeros and an eight there. It's up 24,000% from its low two years ago. You can buy it on Binance, Bithum, Gate.io. So what is Theta Fuel? Theta Fuel, or T Fuel, is one of the two native tokens on the Theta blockchain. T Fuel should not be mistaken for for Theta Token, which is the governance token of the Theta blockchain, supported by thousands of community-run Guardian nodes and its enterprise validators, including Google, Binance, Blockchain Ventures, Gummy, and Samsung. T Fuel is the second token on the Theta blockchain that serves as a utility token in a decentralized video and data delivery. It also acts as a gas token. This means that it's used to power all operations of the Theta blockchain, like payments to relayers for sharing video streams, for deploying and interacting with smart contracts, and as fees associated with transaction entities and DeFi applications. So that's T Fuel. Number 79 on CoinMarketCap. T Fuel is the ticker. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Moving into some headlines today. So Voyager Digital. If you guys know Voyager, it's an app like BlockFi, like Celsius. Basically, you could put your Bitcoin, Ethereum, USDT, uh, USDC into their wallets and earn interest on your hodlings. And they sent me over some numbers that I want to share with you just to show you the growth in the space. For example, revenue for the calendar year ending December 31st of 2021 was $415.8 million versus $6.6 million ending on 2020, December 31st of 2020. Revenue for the quarter is $164.8 million, up 4,400% compared to $3.5 million ending in the quarter of December 31st of 2020. Total assets on the platform is up 1.6 billion dollars and they hired 19 more people so you can see by that i would say is kind of like a reference to how we're doing in 2021 like the meteoric rise in either influx of interest or revenue or just people working in the space and i think it was just a good way to look at it now what would 2022 look like we're gonna have to wait and see but 2021 apparently was a good year for them the New York Stock Exchange recently filed a patent suggesting that it might soon join the non-fungible token market. A trademark to register New York Stock Exchange, or NYSE, for goods and services surrounding metaverse-related technologies like augmented reality and mixed reality software, alongside various iterations of cryptocurrencies, token, digital assets, and NFTs. The filing outlines the launch of virtual stores and showrooms, too. And why is this important? Well, because the world's largest stock exchange, the New York Stock Exchange, has a market capitalization of more than $27 trillion as of December of 2021. Let me say that again. $27 trillion. I don't know about if it's just you or me or just maybe it's just me. I don't know. But are we just getting crazy with our numbers and our money lately? Like we just throw around $100 billion, $1 trillion, $27 trillion, like it's like normal. That's an insane amount of money. Anyway, if they're going to get into NFTs, then I'm bullish. I'm definitely bullish. 
Coinbase, Robinhood, and more than a dozen other crypto firms announced a plan on Wednesday to comply with the new rules recently issued by the Financial Action Task Force, an international body dedicated to fighting money laundering and terrorist financing. The new rules concern the so-called travel rule, which requires financial institutions to collect information about the sender and sometimes the receiver of transactions worth more than $3,000 between financial institutions. The Financial Action Task Force made clear last autumn that the travel rule applies to crypto firms. If you guys don't know what the travel rule is, I did a whole show on it on August 25th of 2021. To comply with the requirements, these companies are making Trust, short for Travel Rule Universal Solution Technology. Trust obliges all member companies to use end-to-end encryption when sending data to each other and never to store customer information in a way that could be vulnerable to third-party attacks. It also established a set of minimum security protocols. The initial members of Trust are Anchorage, Avanti, BitGo, Bitflyer, Bittrex, BlockFi, Circle, Coinbase, Fidelity Digital, Gemini, Kraken, Paxos, Robinhood, Standard Custody and Trust, Simbridge, TradeStation, ZeroHash, and Zodiac Custody. JP Morgan is literally the most confusing company <laughs> company in the crypto space, I think. JP Morgan has launched a virtual lounge in Decentraland. They even have a tiger, by the way, that's running around there. A virtual metaverse tiger. It's whatever. Anyway, they're, they're calling the metaverse a $1 trillion market opportunity. Oh, and by the way, next to the wandering tiger in their virtual lounge, they have a picture or a portrait of the bank CEO, Jamie Dimon, who, I must add, is a notable crypto skeptic. Like, I don't even think he's a skeptic. He's just a hater. Well, let's go without saying when JP Morgan says this is a $1 trillion thing that's going to happen and they're putting their lounge there, their Onyx lounge, and have following pictures of their CEO and tigers walking around their metaverse, it goes without saying that prices or number go up. Decentraland, their token is up 8%. Moving over to Russia, Russia's Ministry of Economic Development recently introduced a proposal to explicitly legalize and tax Bitcoin mining in regions with electricity surplus. It says that Bitcoin mining, which exists in something of a legal gray area, should be recognized as a form of commercial activity and taxed once coins are converted back into their fiat. To incentivize industry growth, the ministry also seeks to introduce lower electricity rates and tariffs for setting up Bitcoin mining firms in certain areas. As we also remember, Putin has recognized the economic benefit that mining could potentially bring to the country, given its surplus of electricity and its well-trained personnel. Okay, so I have a really quick, a kind of a conspiracy theory, slippery slope, a working theory that I have going on. Okay, don't take me too serious with, with this. I just, you know, I just think about things as you do. And remember, Biden has this executive order that's going to come out. And it seems as though, like, all over the globe, we have these, like, little chess pieces that are being put in position to make us anti-crypto and make it very justified. You know what I'm saying? So we have Russia setting up mining and saying that they're going to embrace the technology. Meanwhile, we're trying to put economic sanctions on them. And if they're using Bitcoin or any kind of cryptocurrency or some kind of outside of the U.S. dollar or international um, economic sanction, I guess, structure, then that is a threat to national security. Right. We have the IMF. We have the Bank of America. We have uh, the UK banks saying that El Salvador's embracement of Bitcoin as legal tender is a bad thing. We have uh, you know, the thing that's happening in Canada right now where they're li- literally trying to kind of control funds of these this protest, you know, right or wrong. This is what we're discussing in the intro. But also they're looking at crypto as well. And at the same time, we have all these different companies getting into, say, the metaverse and trying to set up this Web3 kind of ecosystem, but nobody's really embracing like Ethereum or Bitcoin or anything like that or stable coins. And it almost seems as though like it's almost perfectly set up saying, hey, 
we cannot allow this to happen in the United States where there's terrorist financing and money laundering. And also Bitcoin is destroying the environment because of mining. This is I'm saying the narrative that could be had. So we're going to crack down on proof of work mining and money laundering and all these illegal transactions and this terrorist financing. So we're going to crack down on it. But because we want to support the industry, the industry in air quotes and support innovation, we're going to make our own CBDC and everybody can use it to build on Web3 and support all these cool things you can do. I mean, we don't really need stable coins. You don't really need Ethereum because we're going to have the USD CBDC. And so I feel like for the normal person, this would be totally justified and it would totally make sense. And so I don't know. I just feel like these different chess pieces are being set up across the board. <laughs> like I said, I'm just thinking and going down my slippery slope. Everybody has theirs. And sometimes I don't say mine. This time I did. Just throwing it out there because there's so many question marks about how the industry is going to unfold in the future. And if you want to comment on that, email me, MatthewAaron at Decrypt.co. Let me remove my tinfoil hat and continue with the news. There is a VR platform called Cyber, and today they announced a deal with Rarible to integrate its protocol and create a virtual NFT marketplace. Cyber said the new functionality will enable customers to browse NFT collectibles through an immersive VR experience. So I guess you'll just put on VR, VR glasses, goggles, whatever they are, and you'll be able to browse this gallery or this store of NFTs in the metaverse. Is this the metaverse now? Is this what we're calling it? When you put on VR goggles and you're into virtual reality, is, is this the metaverse? I still don't know really what the metaverse is. Everybody's talking about making the metaverse, but I've been using Oculus forever. Is this the metaverse? Anyway, we'll figure this out soon enough. And finally, in a very bullish and cool statement made by Disney CEO in an internal email seen by Decrypt, he said this in quote, This is the so-called metaverse, which I believe is the next great storytelling frontier and the perfect place to pursue our strategic pillars of storytelling excellence, innovation, and audience focus. Teams across the company are exploring this new canvas, and I have been blown away by what I've seen. End quote. If you ever used VR and Oculus, you'll understand what he's trying to say. I, I think, I'm assuming he's going to put it in VR. But imagine a Disney movie in VR, where you can experience the whole thing, where you can look at, it's just not looking at, and it's directing your attention to one aspect of the scene or the screen, or focusing your attention, but you can focus your attention on many different aspects of the room, of the story, of different details happening all around you. You can just, I, I don't know, I just feel like there is so much more that can be done with storytelling and in VR, and I think Disney, Disney's animation, will be an amazing place, even, even Pixar, will be an amazing place to start that whole trend of downloading a movie into your Oculus, and not watching it, but living it. And I think that'd be so cool. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Deemer. Don't forget to go to Apple Podcasts, like, subscribe, share, leave us a comment, and Spotify, smash the five stars. Let everybody know this is the best damn crypto news show in the space. And until tomorrow, happy hodling, everyone.